on today's show, Joe Biden's having a press conference, the murder of Brianna Kupfer and how it's yet another case of leftist DA's insanity causing harm in society. And CNN is starting a misinformation team. No, it's true. Or is it? Find out now on the Random Thoughts Podcast. Welcome to episode number 171 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B-Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and we have a lot to cover today. And we have to start with an event happening today, and that is President Joe Biden having a press conference. Now, you may be hearing this before or after. If it's before, we'll play Karnak. If it's after, you can grade us how well we've done predicting what's going to happen. But Joe Biden having a press conference, that alone is a pretty interesting thing. In his first year of office, Biden held nine press conferences. By comparison, Donald Trump in his first year, 21. Barack Obama, 16. And George W. Bush, 14. So there's no question that Joe Biden is speaking to the press less than his predecessors. And this is happening at a time where we're going through a pandemic. We have inflation out of control. We have violence out of control. So this isn't like Joe Biden's just sitting back and like everything's fine. The country's on cruise control. No, this is where I think you would want to hear from your president, and we will tonight. Now, people complained that Donald Trump talked a little bit too much when all this COVID stuff started, but consider me funny that I would rather the president stand up front and answer questions and maybe get some stuff wrong, maybe say some stupid stuff, but I would like to know what's on the president's mind when the country is going through so many crises, or is it crises, at once. Now, the things you want to watch for will be, of course, who Joe Biden calls on. First and foremost, if you think this is going to be a random thing, where Joe Biden might actually ask some of the reporters who may still be legitimate reporters out there who want to ask the hard questions, If you think they're getting called on, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing this will be nothing but softballs from the usual suspects. And Joe Biden will have, I don't know if he'll have a teleprompter going, but at the very least, watch Joe Biden, watch for notes, watch for him looking down, reading something to answer the questions because I think they'll have a pretty good idea of the basic topics of the questions they're going to get. I'm not going to say that these things are completely prescripted, but it wouldn't surprise me. But at the very least, I mean, Joe Biden knows he's going to get questions about COVID and some other things. And as it always is with all presidents, this isn't just Joe Biden, but I think everybody's aware of the fact that politicians in general, when asked a question, 
will quite often just give a response that has very little to do with the question they are asked. It's all a big dance. But the questions that should be asked, I thought this was an interesting segment from Bill O'Reilly the other night, who said he had five main questions. Well, there were six, but I combined two of them. But he had these main questions that he thought should be asked to the president, but there's no way they actually will be asked. And we'll go through those briefly and see if you agree or not. The first one is, Mr. President, you campaigned on mitigating COVID, but it is worse now than under President Trump. Why? And then a follow-up, do you support school shutdowns over COVID? I'd like to know what Joe Biden thinks about that. He did, on the campaign trail, basically call Trump a buffoon and said he was handling COVID horribly and that if he got in, he had a plan, man. Joey had a plan. And now we have more deaths under Biden. We have more cases. We're breaking records due to the Omicron variant. And it seems, again, we're seeing some daily death counts that were higher than the year previous. For a long time, the death count's been really low, even though the cases have been high. Today, it seemed that the death count was about twice what it was last year. So this is all going on under Joe Biden, who promised us that he was going to rein in COVID and do this. Does he still think he can do this? Or are we finally going to admit politicians worldwide, leaders worldwide, that there's really not much you can do to beat a virus? I mean, there are measures you can take, but you're probably not going to be able to stamp out something like this. And that's what we've learned, I believe. And we're going to just have to learn to live with this virus and hope it continues to become less lethal and the variants that continue to spawn from this continue in that direction. Will they? I don't know. Does Joe Biden know? I don't think so. Does Joe Biden know what effect masks have? Doubt it. Does Joe Biden really know any of the intricacies of the treatments that they have for COVID? Highly doubt that as well. The second question Mr. O'Reilly had was, Mr. President, what specifically are you doing to stop inflation? Now, inflation, there's no question, is a runaway train at this point. People are hurting in the wallet because if you can find the groceries that you want, you're paying a lot more. You're paying more to heat your house. You're paying more to put gas in your car. And even if people have gotten raises, and even if you could tout the fact that, oh, well, we raised the minimum wage, the fact that everything has gone up at a higher percentage means people are still worse off when it comes down to it. And can Joe Biden explain any specific thing that he and his administration are doing to rein in or stop inflation? I agree. With Mr. O'Reilly, that would be a vital question to get an answer to. Will we? Highly doubt it. Now, Bill O'Reilly's third question is, Mr. President, why have millions of migrants entered the United States illegally on your watch? Far more than the last year of the Trump administration. Why? 
what's going on at the border. Can you explain why more than 2 million people were encountered by the Border Patrol last year? That doesn't even count the people that got through that the Border Patrol never saw. Why? Why is all this happening? Well, I think we know why this is happening. It's because the far left wants to flood the nation with migrants because they think they're going to vote for their side. We see this in places like New York are going, you don't have to be a, that's a crazy law. This, you have to be a citizen in order to vote. And for those in New York, I think they're feeling very lucky right now that this is in the constitution of the state that you have to be a citizen in order to vote. So that's going to be challenged legally there. But we're seeing this in California and other places, which is ah, if you're here, you can vote. No other country will let you do that. You can't just go to France. You can't just go to Spain. You can't just show up and be like, hey, I'm here visiting for a while. Uh, I want to vote. They'll say, no, sorry, you're not a citizen. You can't vote. But I don't think you're going to get an honest answer. Neither did Mr. O'Reilly from President Biden as to why he thinks it's okay or beneficial in some way to have the nation flooded with migrants, except just to be like, hey, hey, we're not racist. No, come on in. That's okay. And uh, it's an interesting thing because there's a lot of people, it seems, that came here legally that don't think people should be allowed to enter into the country illegally. So I guess they're racists as well, even though they came from these same countries. Ah, you know, these are the kind of details that Joe Biden's mind, I don't think he can handle. I think his brain's mush, which you're going to have an interesting thing today when you see him trying to answer questions. Again, watch for the difference. And I think most people listening to the show will be able to tell the difference whether it's Joe Biden giving an answer that he is thinking about, contemplating, and giving an answer on the fly, as opposed to giving you a pre-written statement. Again, watch for him to be looking at note cards or a teleprompter, or, of course, we have the technology now, and a lot of people thought this with one of the Trump and Biden debates that ah maybe Joe was wearing an earwig. And, uh, you know, during a debate, I think maybe they check for those things, although I don't know. Now, during a press conference, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Joey was wearing an earwig and just repeating answers to the questions that somebody in his ear is telling him how to answer. So watch for these things, watch for the little slip ups, watch for the little things where maybe things are not said exactly correctly. Those little telltale things that might point to Joe being nothing more than a puppet. But we'll see now. Question number four from Bill O'Reilly was, Mr. President, do you oppose voters showing identification before casting a ballot? And if so, why? This is a vital question. This is the heart of all of these laws that are coming into in states like Georgia, where people are calling them racist because forcing somebody somehow to show an identification in order to vote is racist. Although, I mean, you need a driver's license or ID to buy alcohol, to buy cigarettes, 
to get on a plane, to get a cell phone, most likely. I mean, unless you're buying a burner phone, anything where you're getting credit, it's like, wow, we need to see your ID. But it's racist, of course, if you ask people to show their ID in order to vote. And even though there is way more countries that do this, you know, if you actually have a country where you're allowed to vote, showing ID is not an unusual thing. It's the law of the land in both Canada and Mexico. So those damn racist Mexicans and those racist Canadians, how dare they force you to show an ID in order to vote? But in the United States, no, that's somehow that's somehow racist. That's somehow bad. And I would like to know Joe Biden's answer on that one. That to me, more than anything else, because the COVID stuff's all gotcha stuff. And I don't think Donald Trump had the proper medical specific answers when it came to any of the COVID stuff. But the voting thing, this is pretty much something that the president should be able to answer and answer eloquently. Why is showing an identification? Why is that racist? when it comes to voting and it's not if you want to drive a car if you want to buy booze if you want to buy cigarettes if you want to get on a plane well then it's perfectly fine and it's not racist to ask for your identification at that point but it is in order to vote i don't get it will joe biden answer that i don't think so o'reilly's last question i combined into uh, two questions into one was Mr. President, can you define critical race theory? What does that mean to you? And then do you believe that critical race theory is a valid subject for young school children? Can Joe Biden actually give an answer on what critical race theory is? No, I don't believe so, which is why the question would be great to ask him. I don't believe we're going to get any of the answers to any of these questions from Joe Biden. And I would be shocked if anybody that was called on during the press conference asked him anything that you and I would consider to be a hardball question, a serious news question, something that Joe Biden would have to put some mental effort into answering or would have to go out on a political ledge to answer. I don't think. The conversation is going to be steered in one of those directions, but I would be pleasantly surprised if somebody breaks from the mold and somehow gets a question in like one of these five that was posed by Bill O'Reilly. But I don't think we're going to get that. I mean, another question you might want to ask Joe Biden is what the hell is going on with violence in America? with district attorneys refusing to prosecute criminals. We're seeing this in the case of Brianna Kupfer, who was killed in the Los Angeles area at a furniture store on January 13th. She was a UCLA grad student, and they now know who killed her. That is a 31-year-old named Sean Laval Smith, still out on the run at this point. A career criminal currently out on a $1,000 bond bail from an arrest on October 27th, 2020 on a misdemeanor charge, the details of which have not been released. According to Fox News, a law enforcement source told them that Smith 
quote, has a rap sheet that spans both coasts, including in San Francisco and South Carolina. His most recent charge is allegedly for shoplifting, and he landed up in jail in San Mateo after allegedly assaulting a police officer. Fox also says Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon, his office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. That's not a surprise because this is another one of these district attorneys that is soft on crime. Who? Oh, wow. You're a minority. We, we can't hold you. Just go. It's fine. You'll show up for your court case. You won't commit any other crimes in the interim. And this girl's father is all over the news, rightfully so, saying something has to be done in order to get this crime wave under control on Planet Rage this week, which is a show that I do with Larry Blydner, planetrage.show. We talked about Joe Biden's speech on Martin Luther King Day, where he made the statement that all men are created equal and should be treated equal throughout their life. I'm paraphrasing. And I scorn that because it's like, no, you do not treat people equally throughout their lives. You do not. You start at zero. And then everybody gets a score. You go on. If you're a criminal, you shouldn't be treated the same as somebody who's not a criminal. If somebody is continually out there committing crimes, you don't go, well, we'll just keep letting them out. It's okay. They'll get better. You don't treat everybody equally. Now, justice should treat everybody equally, but not everybody should be treated equally. I mean, if there's a child rapist, do you treat him the same, Joey? And I don't know. Again, if Joe's brain is beyond mush to not understand what he is saying or what he is not saying, because we ran some audio here on random thoughts. It doesn't seem like that long ago from then Joe Biden in the Senate talking about that it's a, it's really sad that we got to put these people in jail but we need to separate these bad people these criminals who do bad things like stabbing somebody to death we need to separate them for the rest from the rest of society for the rest of society for society not to fall apart and Joey had it absolutely right then but that's not what we're seeing now under his watch we're seeing these district attorneys throughout the country not putting these people in jail, not holding these people, not having bail because it's racist to have bail. How dare you want to hold somebody for assault or rape or murder? No, it's fine. These district attorneys, are like, no, it's fine. If you're a minority, it's okay. We'll let you out because it's racist to hold you, don't you know? It's all because of slavery. And it's absolutely insane. The only way a nation of law and order can work is for the laws to be upheld. And we need the district attorneys to do that in these areas. And you're seeing in all of these areas where they are not going after the people that are committing the crimes like this. You see the society falling apart. We see the crime wave continue to rise. And they're not changing the way they are proceeding with all of this stuff. And if you follow the money, it all goes right back to George Soros. So I don't think it takes a big jump to figure out what is going on and who is funding it. Anyone that's paying attention knows that the mainstream media is in the pocket with the Democrat Party. We saw that in the coverage of Donald Trump as opposed to the coverage of Joe Biden. There's no question 
whatsoever. And the irony is so strong on a development at CNN, the once mighty news organization, which is now down to the bare bones, almost nobody watching. They've lost about half of their audience, I believe was the last number in the last year, which is not good, especially when you have so many people under lockdown staying home. They're not watching CNN. There's no question about that. They're not watching MSNBC. They're not watching news in general. It doesn't even matter which side you're on. But CNN, they have an answer to this. They are starting a misinformation team. Yes, CNN is starting a new little team to cover nothing but misinformation. This comes from a tweet by Alex Koppelman, who is the managing editor of CNN Business, and it says, quote, Hello, Twitter. Some very exciting media jobs to tell you about. I'm hiring three people for a new CNN team dedicated to covering misinformation. Thread about the them. Thread about the them job starts here. That's great. Please feel free to share far and wide. And if you're interested, reach out or apply at the links. Next tweet. What do we mean by covering misinformation? Really, it's about covering reality. The uses, abuses, and distortions of it, the people twisting it, and the effect that has on all of us. We already do a lot of important work on this. We want to do more. <laughs> Are you serious? Alex Koppelman? Do you not know that CNN is like the biggest spreader of misinformation in the world? I mean, it's up there. Maybe it's not the biggest, but it's getting pretty close. Everything CNN covers has such a horrible anti-Trump bias. The game is still valid. My favorite game when it comes to websites and the media is to open up CNN at any random time and see if one of the top like two to four stories has Donald Trump in it. And it still does almost all the time. So CNN to be pretending i mean i know three people this is nothing although that's like a third of their audience i mean that's a lot of people compared to how many people are watching and listening to what cnn posts and provides on television and on the internet but for the reporters the post from alex koppelman says do you feel like you have to jump down every rabbit hole you see do you get mad when you see liars taking advantage of people do you spend more time on the internet than anyone really should? This might be the job for you. So he's looking for conspiracy theorists, I guess, that go down every rabbit hole on the internet, spend way too much time on the internet, interacting with morons on the internet, where social media is nothing but a cesspool, and you really can't believe anything that you read on social media. But no, do you get mad when you see liars taking advantage of people? Yes, I see that when I turn on CNN, Alex. I don't know if you understand what you're doing. I don't know if you really know what you're asking for. And that was pretty much the response from any journalist that is not part of the far left insanity, including Blaze TV host Steve Deuce, who says, quote, wow, 
impressed that CNN is investing real resources into internal accountability. You're right, because it's like, well, we're going to be the fake news catchers. Yay. Candace Owens of the Daily Wire quipped CNN to create a team dedicated to covering CNN. Does seem that way. I mean, if you're going to cover misinformation, I think you would have to cover CNN. Buck Sexton says beyond parody. Monica Crowley had my favorite comment on this, which was the call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Yes, that is really what it feels like that CNN is so blind to what their MO is, what their modus operandi is that they're like, hey, we're going to look around for misinformation and we're going to report on it. Yeah, but CNN, you're the misinformation. This is really the big lie. The bigger the lie gets, the more you can get people to buy into it. And it's absolutely insane. The Libertarian Party of New Hampshire says, quote, this is like the police investigating themselves, finding themselves innocent, then pinning the charge on someone else. (laughs) Yeah, really, it kind of is. Sean Davis of the Federalist says, pretty sure the entire network is already devoted to misinformation. And Steve Cortez, a political commentator, says, quote, may I suggest they begin with the Charlottesville fine people hoax, a damnable calumny that CNN has propagated for years, five years now. My repudiation of their role in spreading that myth led, in fact, to my departure from broadcasting for CNN. So just like asking Joe Biden all of those questions, do you think the folks at CNN know what they're doing? I mean, you have to. You have to know the kind of bias that you're throwing out there. You have to know that factual-based journalism is dead at CNN. You have nothing but opinion pieces. You have nothing but negative news about Donald Trump and almost nothing by comparison. But positive news for Joe Biden. Again, we're going to have a press conference from Joey tonight. And I'm betting that CNN isn't going to stand up if they're called on and ask any hard questions. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Everybody can keep score and then let me know by the next episode how I did. See if my predictions are right. See if the whole Karnak thing got that going on. How much was right? How much was wrong? See if anything will surprise us but I'm guessing not. We do work on the value for value model here at the Random Thoughts Podcast, which means we put the shows out there. If you get any value out of them whatsoever, you put a number on that and get that value back to us in a variety of ways. The easiest is going to our website, randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate, clicking that donate button for a one-time or monthly donation using the QR codes and addresses for the crypto thing or using the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. And if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 compliant app right now, you can boost us, send us a boostagram. And if you're not familiar with all that ecosystem, you can go over to newpodcastapps.com and find out what you need to get on board. For today's episode, we have nobody to thank. Yay, nobody. But that's okay. I get it. We're going through Joey inflation. The world is going crazy. And we appreciate everybody for just giving us your time to listen to us, giving us your attention, 
And I hope that the information that we bring you makes your life a little bit better, that you know something now that you didn't know before, and overall puts you in a better position in an absolutely insane world. With that said, I will be back next Wednesday with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 